There we go. Recording's on. Perfect. All right. Yeah, so we'll see if anyone else shows up, but you have the floor. Okay, great. I'll take advantage of it. So what I wanted to, you know, I'm at the point where, and I've been this way a, a little bit, you know, I'm finding that just actually launching my site yep. and really using it is the thing where I'm just like procrastinating on. Okay. And I want to ask you really about launching. Okay? okay. So I know I can just start, you know, sending people there or whatever, but let's just say I want to do it more methodically. So one would be, you know, launching the site, letting people know to go there. And two is let's say when I launch my, my first big course, my branding course, mm-hmm. you know, like how do you approach, you know, the launch of your website and letting people know you have this new website? And number two, and actually even more importantly to me is how do you launch, you know, a big course? Because it's one thing just to add one that's kind of secondary and you're going to just send your existing list. But let's say you want to really make a, not like a super big launch because I don't want to get affiliates involved and all that, but like what's a reasonable You're going to do a soft launch. launch. You're thinking of a soft launch. Which, and what is that? Well, a a soft launch a lot of times is uh, similar to a test launch. And it's to people who are already on your list that you might already have a relationship with that might be uh, existing or current customers. And the purpose of, of that is not to, not to, um, you know, get out to the masses. It's to get a little bit of money in, see what the price points and the value proposition is for your existing customers or people that you know that might be customers that you have a bit of a relationship with. And it's, it's the other thing it does is it allows you to fine tune the onboarding of the people that get added. So let's say for example, um, and we're, we're like, I'm, I'm kind of in that position right now with just with the campus. We haven't launched it at all. I haven't marketed it. I haven't done anything like that, but the people that do join, I'm trying to find out, um, you know, what are the issues? Are Do they go to a certain page looking for something? Are they having trouble finding something? What order are the courses in for them to look at? What order did they think that they should be taking them in and they're searching for? So it's kind of fine-tuning all of the the pieces before that you try and get a lot of people involved. So it's sort of like a, a trial launch, for lack of a better word. So a trial or a if soft I- launch. Okay, so if I were doing that, and I I know you have more to say about that, but just yeah. on that point, if I want to do that, what do you? What would I call it? Like, let's say I introduce this sort of launch or pre-launch or soft launch if, yeah. to my customers, and I let them know that it's just for them right now, and that you know we're kind of working out any kinks. However, I say that or whatever. What what did I call that to them? I would I would tell them that. You know, it's it's like be open and vulnerable. You you have a bit of a relationship with them, right? So it's yeah. like, hey, look, I I need your help. We've got this brand new course that I'm going to be launching soon, and I'd love your feedback. You know, these are the great benefits. This is everything that's included. 
and you know for your help um, we priced it at this or I've got a you know a coupon code for you specifically you know it's going to be priced to everyone else at X but just because you know you're an existing customer you've bought something uh, from me before you're a friend of a friend who I value or something like that you know anything to, to okay. sort of give give them uh, give them an incentive to give you some feedback and 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 do it that way and the other thing that you it is probably going to happen and again this is something to consider is that a lot of people when they're launching the course there's kind of two different uh, it depends on how you're monetizing the course so let's say for example you've got one big course that's $2,500 or $900 or $1,900 or $1,497. If you just send an email out that says, hey, take my course, are they going to do it? No. No, not at all. So what a lot of people will do is they'll use the webinar format or the mini course with like three kind of overview lessons in it that they well, put on. If I'm doing, let's say that, let's say that ultimately I want the course to be between five and seven hundred, but maybe initially I'm going to charge between three and four hundred. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. then, what, so, how would I do yeah. what you're saying then? Yeah, so I I would go and and say, look, it's normally nine hundred dollars. I've got a five hundred dollar coupon code just for you if if you know if you take it now. Um but I would I would do look so I'm doing uh I'm gonna be launching a course soon. I I I've got some um you know a mini course for you to take or three free modules or something along I'm gonna be doing a webinar or three webinars sort of um explaining um the big picture, and I wouldn't say it that way, but it's it's like, what's the big question that you're solving, right? So, what what in your case, what's the big what's the big question that you're answering in the course? How do I brand myself as an actor to get okay. more auditions? Exactly. So, um, what you can do is you can do like a little mini, and I'm saying mini course doesn't mean that it has to be a course in your LearnDash site, but you're doing a, um, a mini uh, sort of three lessons on the three big tips for for brand, you know, getting act, getting uh, branded, or branding yourself for acting. So it's it's like three secrets, right, that you're giving away. And it's and then what you're doing is in those little three sessions or there's three videos that you do, what you're doing is saying, okay, so here's secret number one, here's secret number two, here's secret number three, and in each of them you're saying, if you want to find out how to do that, take the course. So you're telling people what the secret is, but you're not telling people how to do it. The course tells people how to do it, right? Uh huh. So a lot. Yeah, a lot of times if you go if you go to a web, let's say you have a webinar that you go to from a, a competitor or someone who's selling something else, what do they normally do? They say, you know, here's the ten secrets, ten tips for, three reasons for, seven, right. you know, the seven steps for. So, and you know, you could do it on a PowerPoint slide. Step number one, like think of it, it's like step number one, build a website. Step number two, build a list. Step number three, create a product. Step like you could tell lots of people what the steps are, right? But you're mm -hmm. you're doing the exact same thing right now with me. 
You're, I, I said, yeah, you've got to launch your course. Okay, how do you do that? That's what, right. that's what, your, that's what your course is teaching people, right? How to brand themselves. Right. You're not, you're not telling them 10 reasons why they have to. You know, that can, that can be done in a phone call in like in two minutes. Here's why you have to do it. But if you're telling people how to do it, that's where the course comes in. Yeah, because so, I was... Okay, so two things about what you've said, if, if I'm not interrupting your flow. Yeah. No, no, it's okay. Okay, so for one... I have a resistance to doing, I know that the three video or four video thing is just like the big, you know, the launch, the Jeff, what's his name, launch, you know. Yeah. I know that's a big deal, but I have kind of a resistance to that. It's like. Okay. Okay. That's one thing. And then the second thing is one of the, what you kind of just said it, but I'm not clear. And that is, I was thinking, you know, a lot of people don't know what branding is. You know, it's kind of like they kind of know, but not really. And so for yeah. actors, my first kind of welcome module, I think it'll get them excited. So I thought about having that be one of the freebies because it really gets them kind of amped yeah. up like, oh, this is going to be, yeah. you know, because it's really telling them, I'm not just going down the list of what they're going to get out of it, but like why do you need branding? Yeah, and exactly. Is so that that's a, a perfect. That, yeah, that's perfect. Why branding is okay. so important for actors. Okay. You know, you know, it's like why branding uh, is so important for actors, and it, it doesn't have to be three. It could be one, one kind of you know, special report, webinar, um, you know, well, interview. Why Jeff Walker does the? you know, the big thing, but maybe that's just if you're selling like a $2,000 course. Coaching, a coaching program generally is what he was selling. Oh, okay. A lot, a lot of times, a lot of times it was a course or information plus coaching kind of thing. Okay. So maybe for the bigger ticket items, you just got to have more introductory videos or something. Yeah, exactly. Because it's a bigger investment. Um, you know, the only time that doesn't really apply is if someone has bought all 15 products that you've produced before, right? It's kind of they like your stuff and they'll buy anything just because they already know and like you and know that you have great content. So, um, but, you know, it, it depends on, on some of the people that you get. If you have If you have customers that are already on board with you and, you know, you can get a little bit of money from them to take the course and give you feedback, that's that's valuable stuff, and you'll you'll learn pretty quickly what's working and what's not working, and that you know that's that's kind of the important thing. How do I how do I get? Um, are people liking it? Are they missing information? Are they having trouble finding some of the stuff? Is the order correct? And and just get a couple people to start off with that you already know, and try and get them to. You know, and if you have to give one away to get started, just kind of get people in the loop, and then and then I would try and go and um, use whatever you know why branding is important or whatever it happens to be. Like, do you have any content on why branding is important now? Oh yeah, yeah, I've got it all written out in text. I have not recorded the videos, but I've got it all good to go. 
Yeah, so I've here's got all, an example. The whole thing yeah. written. So do you know some actors that have branded themselves really, really well? Yeah. Yeah, so he, here's just an example of what you can do in a bit of a soft launch. As you go, okay, great, I've got X number of actors who have branded themselves really, really well. Okay? And what you can do is you can just get them on the phone if you if you know them and and say look um is it okay if i record the call and what i'm going to do is i'm i'm going to talk to you i want to talk to you or ask you about you know five reasons branding was really really important to your career or whatever you know whatever that number happens to be or just and i would to want them. to do this because why well, because what happens is if you do it three or four times, you've got three or four audio recordings with third-party proof of why it's important. And then okay. you can well, use like... those. Yeah. You could use three or four things. And you, when I say interview, it's like don't interview them. Have a discussion where you're the expert with them. I'm not talking about do it from a perspective of I'm getting their help. It's like we're discussing it as two successfully branded people. And, and that I was, was just, you're, saying, yeah. uh, you're saying I would use that as part of the incentive for the... Yeah, you, you can use that. You can use that to say, look, that can be some of the, you know, I talked about three courses if you're doing a bit of a soft launch. You know, that, that can be um, three interviews that you use for marketing the course. And, you know, here's what this oh, okay. person did. Oh, here's see. what this person did. And then if you want to learn how to do it for yourself, take my course. And, you know, it's funny. I know a lot of people worry a lot about selling their course, but I don't know. You know, it's like in my mind, I feel like I can sell people on it, just like with whatever I already do. Um, yeah, that's it's fine more, You know, it's, you know, it's more about, getting the traffic there and then, uh, you know, some other aspects. Of it. I guess it's more about the execution of delivery. Okay. And yeah, so, you're, so giving me, you're giving me the good ideas on the launch because, like, if I, <clears throat> you know, so it's kind of like the, what I just asked you about, the launch has been a huge concern to me. Yeah. And then, actually, the court, you know, I – the actual offer of the course itself. Like I already decided how I want to do the modules and the lessons and all of that. Yeah. And that I, what I have also sort of waffled on and been stopped by is, you know, in fact, I did a survey and I asked people, you know, about how long they wanted it to be. I think I mentioned that to you last week or before. But the other thing I asked them is, in terms of support, would you like a weekly call you know, group call, would yep. you like one-on-one -on -one support or email support or just no additional support to keep the cost yep. as low as possible? And it was it was torn a little bit between the one-on-one -on -one coaching and the weekly call. So I guess okay. that kind of answers. Yeah. So how might I, let's say I've got my course with all kinds of juicy stuff in it, many things, you know, that you've mentioned. I've set up yep. a soft launch, which I love this idea of the soft, <clears throat> excuse me, soft launch, and that addresses some concerns I had. Yeah. So then, 
how might I? I have, I have okay. So he, there, there's one piece we haven't talked about. Do you have a sales page for the course? No, but I've got my bullet points ready, yeah, and, so, and I have. I know how I'm going to write it. Yeah. Okay. So the other thing is, is if you get these people or any traffic, you need to send them to a sales page to get them to purchase the course. It it probably won't be enough to just say, here, take my course and have a description of, you know, it's got seven modules, it's got, uh, you know, five Right, I'll definitely videos. do a sales page. Yeah, so you've got to have a sales page, and then anyone that you're sort of talking to or getting people to get involved, you've got to send them to the sales page first to do the actual selling. Don't send them to the course directly. Send them to the sales page. Okay, yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah, I was so, planning on doing that. Okay. Yeah, okay, good, good. So then the other thing is, is you know, you've got... I said, was there something that I said that made you... Oh, I, I kind of think I know why you thought I might have been thinking about that. Okay. Yeah, so it's one thing to have the bullet points and have, you know, what the benefits are, but if those aren't structured in a sales page that tells a story and answer some of those questions, for example, on why branding is important. Okay, um, yeah. So you can... Yeah, and the easiest way to do that is completely creatively plagiarize someone else's sales page that you think is effective or that you find well, effective. A sales, I have a sales page tool from that I use that I love. Okay, okay that's fine. That's fine. As long as you have one that works that's structured... Uh, yeah, and it's totally structured. Yeah, and then and then kind of tell the story and get people to purchase the course that way. But then for getting traffic to people, remember there's only there's only three kinds of traffic. There's like organic traffic that you generate yourself. There's paid traffic, and then there's other people's traffic. So for that soft launch, you know, if you're not going to pay for anything. Uh, or you're only going to pay for a little bit, you know, that's where some traffic can come into. If if you're going to talk to some of your partners or friends, you can ask them to send some traffic out of the goodness of their heart or for some kind of affiliate commission. You're going to send them yeah. to an opt-in page. people who and, do that. So. Yeah. So then you've you got to do any any organic for money that you spend or any work that you have done yourself. And in many cases, when you're starting out launching a course, if you don't have a big list, you're going to have to reach out to some people that are in complementary parts of your market and just say, well, look. again, I think I can get a few people to kick it off. So, okay, that's you fine. Know, Perfect. Yeah, Perfect. I feel that's pretty fine. good about that to get it going. So it's kind yep. of like these other, you know, sort of all the wraparound administrative kinds of things that I – that I have concerns with. But yeah, I like yeah. and I like what you're saying about three sources of traffic. Yeah, and the the thing is that just remember that if you're if you're going to be sending people to the sales page, if you already have their email address, it's fine to send people directly to the sales page. But if for whatever way that you're doing it, you're getting new people that you don't generally know to the sales page, you want to make sure that you know, preferably they've gone and, and opted into something beforehand so that you get the email address, right? Well, I was kind of thinking to do that even with the people I already have. 
like what? Yeah, you can get I, them to re-sign in. They can get them to re-sign to to re-opt in on 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 something else. But yeah, you can like do I that. would. Yeah, I would want them. It's like uh, you know, if you you know, let's say I send out an email blast or post it on Facebook or Twitter, yeah. and yeah. you know, if you're if you know, find out you know, go here to you know get the video and. You know, yeah, or the five reason whys, or the interviews that you did, yeah. or conversations with you know branded actors, or something like that. Yeah, and they get or, that, and then and then I'll have a sequence of you know four or five follow-up exactly. emails. Okay, exactly. that was my plan on that. Yeah, so that's exactly what you do. So, and you know, and and what you're trying to do is fine tune that little process, right? So you yeah. realize after you've got 10, 20, 30 people through that, you know, most people buy after message number four or they're ready to buy on message number one or, you know, people go and try and order, but they balk at something halfway through the order. So these are the kind of things that you can kind of learn from a little bit. Um, and if you do have, you know, let's say you're running Facebook ads and you say, look, I'm going to budget 100 bucks for this. And, you know, I'm going to get my 20 people or whatever happens to show up uh, and any extra people from my social media stuff, you know, go and get 100 people there to see what feedback there is. And if a, a, a percentage of them buys or a percentage doesn't buy. But once, you know, you get a little bit of a baseline of your conversion rates, then it's pretty easy to say, okay, look, if I make $100, I know I can spend X number of dollars reliably to make that $100 profit. Okay. So what? It, so you, you want to try and figure out the, as best you can, and it's a small sample. It's not a, you know, it's obviously better if you have 10,000 people as opposed to 100 people, but you'll get a pretty good idea just by starting out slowly and figuring out, okay, well, how many messages do I really need to send people? Um, you know, are people going to the sales page and staying on the sales page for 11 minutes, or are they staying on the sales page for 22 seconds? Right? Right. So some of those yeah, things... Yeah, that's good you, information. Yeah, so, you know, you, you'll know, for example, that if are people getting to the, you know, they're staying on, most of the people that visit the sales page, if you find, you know, the time that they're on the page is 11 minutes, it means they're, they're most, more than likely reading all the way through, Right. And if you know that those people right. are reading, you know, let's say you got 100 people that spend 11 minutes, but you only get two orders or one order or something, then you go, well, uh -huh. wait, there might be something wrong in the pricing or the call to action at the end of, you know, or if they're not going to the cart, for example, or if they're not going to whatever happens to be a pricing page or if they're not clicking the button, then you know that there's something that's an issue at the end of the sales page. On the other hand, if there's only, you know, they're on for six seconds, it could be the big fat claim that you're making at the top of the sales page has no value to them. They have no interest in it. It doesn't grab them. It doesn't compel them to read further to find out more. So these okay. are the kind of little things that you got to find out um, at the beginning, and that's why it's always a good idea to not blow your whole budget and all your relationships or, you know, do a whole bunch of work getting people to something that doesn't work. Wow. So, okay, I guess so this try is why when, when people start making a bunch of money online, it's because yeah. they've done a lot of this work. It's like it's, you know, to really get to that point, there's so much to it. 
and then I guess that's why once you get there and you do it all, then you can make a ton of money. But well, yeah, it takes work and, to get there. Exactly, and most of the people, like um, uh, Jeff Walker, was a customer of mine. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and I actually, I actually spoke with him. I spoke at a, uh, we met at a Armin Morin conference where I was a speaker at an wow. Armin Morin conference. Oh wow! In, in Las Wait, Vegas. What year was that when you were a speaker? I think it was the first time Armin did a. Uh, uh, well, I started as a speaker long time ago doing sales training that's where i started and with bob proctor wow um, time ago but that that's was incredible you know, yeah there was jim edwards myself uh armin jeff walker was just starting there was a whole bunch of wow. people that were kind of um in the in the early in the early days joe vitale um you know and i saw and joe some vitale the, on your site yeah, yeah. So he wrote the forward to Blogging Secrets, or I think Fifty-Two wow. Secrets. My mom never, never told me. So the, the you know, the, the, those people that started off early, that you know, Armand had thirty or forty different products. You know, Jim Edwards had written X number of books. Joe Vitale had written X number of books. It's not like they too had too many books to mention. Too many. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> tag trade. That's right. And they, they, they learned in the first one, they weren't successful necessary, you, you know, but after a while they got pretty good at figuring out how does the sales page work? What is the title of the book that I need to do? Cause everyone was just selling info books at that time, right? Right. E- ebooks are, they were, that's what everyone was selling. And it was kind of the wild west days that if you had a, a good sales page and a, a, an ebook, you could make, you know, I think we started off selling ebooks at $97 for example, yeah. or 77 or $47, but there was, you know, 62 pages in the book. And it was double yeah. spaced. <laughs> you yeah. know, I bought a bunch so, of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but you know that the, they they knew the sales page was basically identical for each of the books once they found one that worked. It was just, you know, the title, the bullet points, the story that we're setting it up, but that that just changed a little bit for each book, and it got a little bit better, fine-tuned a little bit better, fine-tuned a little bit better, until they knew they had something, and you know you could pump something out every two months. Wow! But but yeah, that's it's what very... I'm trying to do as well. Just like get it really down to a system, so that yeah, yeah, and and that when I um, I know personally, that's when I came up with that whole hub and spoke marketing system where you had one membership site in the middle and you had these spokes, which were individual products and they all brought people into the, the membership site, which had all of the products. So you, you had, in the early days, that's why everyone had so many domains, right? It's right. like, uh, um, I think I had, you know, 90 or a hundred domains and 40 of them were for products, you know, build my list, joint venture traffic, get ranked first on Google. Um, uh, what did I have? Membership secrets. There was a whole bunch of them that they had, and they were all just for eBooks. So you know, the, these are the things that you kind of learn as you get started, and that's why it's a good idea if if you have six or seven courses on your on your Learn Dash site. The thing is, is to kind of have a progression of courses, right? It's like what course do you start with, and then how do you upsell them to the other courses? Some people call it a tripwire, right? You know, it's like your right. $7 course or your 
$17 course or something like that, you get people in and, and, and then you follow up with them. You have their email address. You guide them through kind of a learning track to get to where you want to get them to at the end or where they want to get to at the end. So that's the other thing I wanted to kind of mention too is that Hello? Hello? You're gone. Hello? 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 back I hear somebody there but James if you're speaking I can't hear you okay I'm guessing that James may have fallen off the call and we'll be back is Stephanie on here no hey it's Carol I can't hear him either Hi. Okay. Yeah, so, I think... So, um, um, what about email him? Are you going to email him? Um, I wasn't going to, but um, I, I would think... I can do that. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, I sent the email. Okay. So while we're waiting, you know, maybe wait a few minutes for him to come back. Do you want to share anything about what you're up to? And no, I just enjoy listening. Oh, okay. I'm thinking it might still be recording. Um, well, maybe <laughs> I'll just share with you and do you have any yes, ideas sir. for me? All right. Do you do you have oh maybe that's that it. must be him. Hi, I'm back okay. again. Okay, uh, we waited for you. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. Just disconnected. So and I wow. tried to get back on and it wasn't uh, it was ringing once and then hanging up. So I'm <laughs> I'm on my cell phone right now. Okay, okay. And it's being recorded. Hang on a second. I'm going to put on hands free. All right. we go. How's that? Sounds good. Hello, hello. Okay, yes. perfect. Um, yeah, so uh, um, yeah, so some people do it where they do a free course or a $7 course or something to get started. And, and the other thing just to consider is, okay, I've got my one course. Do you want to start selling the one that's really, really expensive up front? Or do you want to start by selling something as an entry level? And that really, that's kind of your business model you have to decide on, which way you want to approach it. Okay, so, yeah, 
Okay, that's that's good to know that it's not like that I have to go that way because I'm really looking for a little bit higher end people, and I really don't. There's a lot of feedback there. I don't know why. Are you but, there still? Yes. Yeah. There's okay. just a lot of feedback. I'm not sure why. Okay. Unless maybe because you're on if you're on speaker. Yeah. But anyway, I don't. You know, I. I actually tried the seven dollar tripwire, and I just didn't yes. like selling my products for seven bucks. And but anyway, whatever. I yes. I don't want to go that route. But I actually have another specific question about the execution yes. or the delivery. Sure. Yeah. And sure. that is going back to I guess this ties in a little bit to the sales page because it's just like what is my offer? And my yes. question is, and this is where. You know, like I told you that I feel like I can sell something, I feel like I can do this and do that, but there are certain things that I just get like, ugh, like that. I just feel like I can't make a decision is what it feels like. Yeah. And that is, I did survey and, you know, learned that people wanted the one-on-one or yep. the weekly call. It was about 50-50 yep. for preference there. And so I'm wondering... You know, like one of the things I thought about with the weekly call is I know some people will do it where this week we're going to talk about what's related to this week's course because I want to do mine with a drip delivery, a weekly delivery of a module. Okay. And so then I'm not sure if I do a weekly call, should I do it only about that module or should it be just like open office hours? So how that's a, any yeah, suggestions that's a really good about question. the one-on-one yeah. versus the yeah not aspect yeah, so of the it. First, the, the first thing is is if you're going to do a course that has modules that are um, that have has modules that are supported by calls, you're usually your best bet is how many modules do you have in the in the, the course, for example? I think it's four. They'll get, a welcome yeah. Okay. Yeah, they'll get a welcome as soon as they sign up, and then like at some date within a week, we'll begin module number one. Yeah, so what, what you might want to do is you can, um, again, this is what often happens when you have coaching calls or support calls that are, um, are specific to a module that's being taught. Is you, is, and you've got four, so it's like you do a calendar month, right? So you say... Uh, you sell, for example, for uh, June 1st, right? Okay. And you say, look, the course is starting June 1st. There's four calls or whatever, um, you know, one a, one a week for the next week. It's going to cover the four modules. And if you don't get in on June 1st, you have to wait till July 1st to start the course. And then you run the course 12 months of the year. And you'll or see if a I lot do it of, like every other month. Yeah, exactly. every other month or whatever you happen to decide. Um, and that way what's happened is you put a little bit of scarcity on it, right? And there's a uh-huh. time constraint on it. So uh, you'll see some people will do courses like that if they're doing stuff that involves certification. You know, you, you've got to do the homework. You, If you want to get certified as a, you know, a branding expert, you know, a, a, in your case it doesn't necessarily apply, but... Um, you know, if you want to uh, pass the, the course or whatever, here's the, here's the course, here's the outline of the course, 
here's the modules. There's coaching calls, one each week to support each module. And we're going to be starting the next class on July 1st. So by now, save your spot for July 1st. You can give people some pre-work or, or you know, pre-work to do before the class starts, as an example. Um, okay. And then once, so. once you get them, yeah, once you get them in, the thing, the thing that can happen with this, and this is what some people do, even with LearnDash too, I know some people that have uh, communities like this, is they they let people take the course, and and but they sell them for the course. For example, is a year long course. They have year long access. And it renews each year, but they take the course during the first four weeks, but then they have access to the community for the next 11 months where they can ask questions, get support, be involved in a forum, join extra calls as an example. But the course part, you keep separate right at the start and people are paying for the course and you market the community and the year's membership after as a bonus. Do you understand that part? Yeah, but I, I think, well, um, I don't know that I want to create the community, and I'll tell you why. What I want to okay. do is I want to, ha- you, and maybe I'm just not clear, or you know, maybe this is part of my resistance or whatever, is that I don't want to be tied down where I okay. have to constantly be there, and I have too many interests that I don't really want to, you know, support okay. an ongoing community. But yet... Yeah. That so, was just an example. That was just an example. Right. All I'm saying is the ones that I know of personally um, that uh-huh. I've seen, they, do, they only have four registration periods a year. It's like... Class yeah, and I can, Yes, class starts on, on uh, April, class starts on July, class starts in yeah. October. And that what they do is for the three months before, they market the heck out of the big course and the next course that's coming. Save your spot. There's only X number of spots. Um, You know, they do some calls and webinars. They get involved with other people, and they're just promoting the fact that hey, we've got our next uh, our next class starts on this date. Yeah. So I like I like that idea even even better than two months apart to have it be basically quarterly and i okay i love that idea yeah because it gives now, me that time thing, yeah yeah the other thing that's great with that model is if you have someone who's a happy customer for the three months and they uh-huh. paid a lot of money for the course right because you, you don't want to do this if it's a seven dollar course you know if it's got to be a seventeen hundred dollar course or something like that but if you get you know 25 30 people that go through the first one and they like it you can set it up so you say, hey, look, you know, you can retake the course if you want at a, you know, a discounted renewal amount or and or if you have friends or people that you think would benefit from this course as well, refer them for, you know, either credit towards other uh, courses, products or services or coaching or pay them an affiliate commission. And the thing that happens is after the first year, let's say you get 40 people, 60 people, you know, uh, 75 people, 100 people, you've got 250 people at the end of the year, right? 
that can be mm-hmm. possibly out promoting you that are all happy customers. So each time you run the course, it's going to get a little easier to market it. One thing I thought about doing is, let's say someone takes the course. So they've gotten that initial information. Then yep. I thought maybe periodically to give them a challenge, you know, that they could yeah. participate in the course as a challenge and just renew at something like $99. Exactly. And then exactly. they could, it would be a way, okay, yeah, to keep them on track of actually doing the assignments and then yep. they get to, okay. Okay, so one other uh, concern, and this is just, I know I need to think bigger or differently, but but this is where I am. I think about, okay, so let's say I have the weekly calls for each module, and I'm thinking, wow, what if if I, you know, let's say I had five people who signed up, or three people, or ten people, and then I've got part of my promise is that we have a weekly call to cover things related to this module, and then no one shows up. What do yep. I do? What do I cover? Because you, now I'm not delivering you, that. Well, no, you are. What, what I would do is if no one shows up, just have the call yourself. Teach something that you would teach during the module anyway. And just okay, so then, so then I might say, just like, okay, so this week's module was on such and such. We don't have someone here, but, you know, there are a few I things even I wanted to that. elaborate on. Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't say that. It's like you, you can just say, look, these are the common questions we get, um, uh, you know, about this module. There's six key takeaways that we're going to talk about today. You don't have to say no one's here. It's and then just do a, you know, do 45 minutes or whatever you're, you know, whatever. You, I'm sure you can talk about a particular section. Just do All it right. like you were doing a speech or a training session in front of people and record it. Okay. And then one other and, thing I thought about too, you know, the case studies. And I yep. think we, you know, talked about this along the line. Since what I thought about the one-on-one, and actually I had thought about this before I put the question out and knew that people were interested, is that especially for the first round, what I would do is say for, you know, a weekly call that if you're willing to, you know, let me critique your website or your branding, yeah. And let me use that as a case study, then basically you'll get it for free. Yeah, you can do that. Absolutely. And then I would have and you know, and then I would have, you know, three or four specific case reviews studies. and yeah, case studies. So Yes. And then you can use those as products. You can build products with them. And you know, I, I do that lots of times. Uh if someone has a specific problem on their website, for example, or they have a problem with LearnDash where they don't know how to do something, um, often what I'll do is I'll say, hey, look, uh, I'll do a video that explains exactly how to do it. Uh, is it okay if I use that video as part of my site or course content? I see. So, yeah, and and, and you do that because you know that it's a common question that people have all the time, right? Yeah. It's, it's something that you, you would have had to do anyway. So you're just, you're, you're taking the opportunity to answer the one question for the customer, but you know you can reuse the content that you've captured um, solving that one problem. 
So okay. yeah, you can do the same thing with case studies as well. Just say, hey, look, I'll do a case study as long as I have permission to use it after. Okay. And then, you know, you do four case studies, you've got a four-week course, as an example. Because you do the case study, and when you're doing the case study, you can just make sure to recognize that, hey, I'm going to use this again, so I'm going to explain what, what I'm doing while I'm doing it. Okay. Okay, well, so I no, could just don't add just do a, more... yeah. yeah. See, what I would do is if you're doing a case study, just don't say, you know, fix this, fix this, this is wrong, this is wrong. You can say, look, what we're doing is a case study here today, and the case study process that we use is this, 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 and this. So let's take a look at the site. Now, here's oh. an example of where this particular person has used this. And my recommendation is that because it's not, you know, it doesn't fit into the process or it this is how I wouldn't do it, and this is how it should be done. So just kind of do the case study and know that you're going to use it as a training tool after, not as just a critique of someone's right. site. Right. So I'm actually using the distinctions of the course. Like one of the things we exactly. talked about is having colors that reflect your personality. And so yeah. here, it's okay. Yeah, exactly. Just Just don't say... Oh, the color is all wrong. It's like the here, you know. Here's look at this particular site. It's using the colors uh, fuchsia, something, something, and something. And you say, you know, visually, is that pleasing? It might be to the cost, you know, it might be to the person creating the site. But how does that apply to branding? Well, when we talked about branding, we talked about using colors as part of the personality traits and how that. Uh, you know, how colors can apply to your branding and how you're perceived. So it's not about, you know, personal preference. It's about what's the outcome I'm looking for for the uh, when it comes to branding the site. And then you, you kind of talk about it as if you're teaching people why you're answering it the way that you're answering it, not just answering it. Okay. And then, okay, great. I got all those notes very, very strong. So then let's say that they take the course, and I've done this along the way, I've had the case studies, yep. and now they're at the end, and they've, you know, I do give a lot of information in this, so it's something that they can continue to execute. So yep. what do you think might be a good upsell? Like what might be next? Let's say it's not another course, but let's say related to this, yep. what might be a good upsell? Okay, well, there's, there's two approaches to it, and they can be used independently or in combination. So if you're selling uh, the, you know, your, if, you're, if someone's bought your highest value course, your most expensive course, what is, usually you know, happens... It's still going to be yeah. like, you know, four or $500, let's say. It's yeah, going to be, exactly. you know, well under 1000 Exactly. So, but that's it. At the time, that's your most expensive product, right? Yes. Yeah. So what you can do is you, you know, if someone finishes that and they're still looking for more, what most people do is they'll sell per personal coaching, like one-on-one -on -one coaching or a done-for-you service that, you know, if people just get overwhelmed, they can't do it themselves. You, you end up doing it for them or one-on-one -on -one coaching on what they need to do. Okay. And, so let's say I do this. Charge. Yeah. Oh, what did you say? 
Yeah, and, and so you just set something up personally with the person and say, look, I'm going to coach you for the next uh, two months. It's going to be one-on-one. We'll talk personally for an hour each week. Um, you know, we'll discuss what you're working on. I'll set some goals for you um, and outcomes for the week, and we'll work together on it, and it's going to be one-on-one. And it's, you know, it's five grand or something like that, or it's $3,000 or whatever you think um, you need to get in your particular market and what people are willing to pay. Um, but it's like or, a personal coaching one. That's what most okay. people do. Okay. One of the things I had thought about or was a little bit torn, but I think I'm, I think you might have just given me an idea. Since people had said, yeah, I'd like one-on-one coaching as well, then I yeah. thought, well, should I be offering the one-on-one coaching along the way? But what I thought now, just as you were talking, because – because I was trying to say, think, should I offer it along the way with an extra call or should I offer it after the fact? But what I'm thinking I would, now I might would be... offer it after the fact, as an, uh, as an upsell after the fact. Okay, and because why? Um, just like if, if you, yeah, um, the only reason is, is there'd be, uh, there would probably be more perceived value if it's after the fact, showing that, you know, oh, they, right. they've, outgrown, they've outgrown the course. They just need a little more fine-tuning to get the outcome done. The other thing that happens, too, and, and this happens, for example, uh, with me because I talk to a lot of people one-on-one, even though I, I shouldn't, is you'll get discussions that happen one-on-one with people that don't necessarily apply to people who are not doing one-on-one calls, but if you're doing the, you know, the one hour call with someone, if you have people that are on one hour, like on personal calls, as well as the people that are not on personal calls on the same call, it can get a little bit confusing and the discussion gets a little bit lopsided in some cases. So I'd try and keep everyone who's doing weekly calls together on the weekly calls and then keep them separate. And when I had thought about possibly doing it, at the same time, I had really thought it would be a separate one-on-one call. But here's what occurred to me. I love what you said about the perceived value, and I totally get yeah. that. Because then it's like, well, it's completely separate. And what I can yeah. see is that I could have completing the course as a prerequisite. Because yeah, then, coaching. Absolutely. when we do the personal coaching on branding, there's a foundation. And now yeah. it's like they've got the overview of yep. the whole thing. And so yep. now as we begin to execute it, it can have that much more value. Yeah. Okay. I love okay. it. Okay. Now the other thing, the other thing is, is that while, you know, that's your upsell is that let's say, for example, um, let's say, for example, in your case, you're talking about branding and I'm just doing this as a selfish example is let's say you're talking about websites as part of the branding process, right? Web what? Uh, websites. You're talking about websites okay. as part of the branding process yeah. for the actors. Uh-huh. What, you, what you can do is you have a, a bunch of pref- preferred vendors that you are an affiliate for, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So even after the course or in different modules of the course, you're giving people specific instructions on what they should do with their website, for example. If someone isn't willing to do that or doesn't want to do that, you just say, okay, so if, you know, if you're not able to make these changes or do it yourself, 
these are the two vendors or here's here's what I want you to do. Go to WP Blog Support um, and then just use your affiliate link so that if they get the design service, for example, you may end up earning a hundred and X number of dollars from the fact that you referred someone over and um, you know, that um, to one particular uh, third party service that people oh, are right. going to need, need to use in your course. Like in, in our, in our example, for example, um, a lot of times we include, because we have developer licenses, we include uh, licenses if people have support contracts with us. But if people don't have support contracts with us, just look at a campus. You have to buy your own copy of LearnDash. You have to go buy your own copy of the Easy Digital Downloads. You have to buy your own copy of a WordPress theme. You have to go buy your own. So if people don't do the support contract with us, that means you have to go out and buy those products individually. And I could have just used an affiliate link. There may be seven or eight different products. Well, no, if, if, if I sit, let's say, for example, I I sold your, I sell you a course, but there's no recurring monthly after, right? And I say, Uh here's the things that you need to set up. Um, Here's the things that you need to do. And I'm telling you uh, like four or five things to do in the course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's like these are the things you have to do. It's like get a hosting account, buy a domain, pick up this software, number one, pick up this software, number two, start this service for doing sales funnels. But you use an affiliate link for each of those particular pieces. So, you know, you, you've earned money for selling the course, but you may earn as much money as you earn in the course just by referring these captive customers you have right. to to vendors that you have an affiliate link uh, right. for. Right. Wow. Okay. Right. So, I got gotcha. you. And you can do both. With, you can do both with the coaching. Send them the affiliate links anyway to the complementary products and services they need, and then sell them the expensive coaching program too. You can do both. Right. Okay. Okay. I like that. It's really like a holistic solution. It's like here the yeah. you can either do it a la carte, you can do it yourself, you can do it a la carte, or if you want the whole thing done, yeah. it's like here are the ways yeah. that I'm going to help them get it done. Yeah. And the, the wow. part that sometimes people get bogged down on is, you know, and, and this is like I have a personal sort of stack of products and services for campuses. And I use them on every single site. It's ultimate member for the membership community portion. It's easy digital downloads. It's learn dash. It's generate press. It's, there's a whole set of tools and different products and services I recommend. Now, the problem is, is that there's 7,000 different versions of each of those options. So it's what I generally try and do is I say, this is the way that I do it. And I don't give people options of saying, you know, use Thrivecart, use Magento, use Shopify, use WooCommerce, use Easy Digital Down. Like, I don't give them 12 versions on a shopping cart. It's uh-huh. like, use Easy Digital Downloads. That's the way to do it. If you're selling the, an autoresponder service or, you know, I, I don't say, well, you could use Infusionsoft, you could use... 
uh, active campaign. You're, you could use MailChimp. You could use GetResponse. You could use AWeber. I just say, you don't give you know, them two options? No, it's just one. This is the way I do it. This is the best way to do it. I do it this way. Because people have already bought in to what your vision is, right? Right. So just tell them what to, tell them what to do. People want to okay. be told what to do. They don't want to have to figure out, right. do the research, trial and error. They don't want to do that. That's, they just want to right. know. Right, that's what, is, okay. Yeah. Okay, so wow. just say, this is what you do. Get this, buy this, sign up for this service, and then follow this process in this sequence. Wow. Okay, that's just great. tell them what to do. Okay, Woo! and some people, some people might say, no, I don't want to do it that way. And you can say, that's fine. You know, if you want to figure it out yourself, go do it. This is the way that I do it, and I know it works. Right. And if you follow this, you'll get it done quickly, and, you know, it'll start working quickly. But if you have the extra time, you know, just be blunt with people. You can figure right. it out the way you, you – know, figure it out yourself, or just this is the way to do it. Wow. That was a master class, James. Okay. Yeah. Now, this is Carol great. still there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Hi. So, Carol, yours, yours is a little bit different because you've only got one course, right? Right. Yeah. So, in, in your case, it's like you have that one, and, and your course isn't a $500 or a $1,000 course. No. 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 So, in, in your case, it's like where's the sales page? Like how do you get people to the sale? And you have a good sales page. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you have a professional sales page. So in your case, it's just a question of how do I get traffic or people to the sales page? Mm-hmm. And it's it's either, you know, and I mentioned to Melody earlier, it's like you have to have your own traffic, the organic traffic that might be from search or people that, you know, that you already have on your list. Then you've got paid traffic or you've got other people's traffic. Those are kind of the only choices that you have. But you have to send people directly to that sales page or send them to a page where they're going to download a report, get seven tips on something in exchange for their email address. And after you have their email address, send them directly to the sales page. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you've got to focus on that. It's not You don't have a whole bunch of extra options and pieces because you've got one course. Right. And then just continue to focus on that one thing, that one course, getting people to the sales page, getting people to the sales page. And, you know, get 100, get 200 people and figure out where are they buying, are they not buying, are they staying on the page for a long time or a short time, um, you know, is it something of interest, am I following up with them after the fact, am I getting any feedback, but it's like you've got to push, 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 push for that particular course and that particular sales page. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. James, okay. I, I, yeah. I'll go ahead and finish up about the course. Yeah, so there's something you, I was going to yeah. ask you about. Yeah, please ask. That's what I was going to ask next. So what specific questions? Yeah, I'm asking about the GDTR. And, Would you like um, me to take care of it for you automatically? Yep. Okay, consider it done. 
what are you going to do? Put a pop up or a because I've already got terms and conditions yep. and privacy, and yep. the terms and conditions has cookies on it. But I noticed a yep. whole bunch of sites have either like one has a slide in pop up, <laughs> another yep. has a ribbon. And the weird yeah. thing is you just click on it and then the next time you go to that site, it's like they know you've been there and you don't see the ribbon or the pop-up. Yeah, if you guys go to the WPBlogSupport.com site now, like the main site, WPBlogSupport.com, you'll see in the footer the, the button there to accept cookies. Okay. So if you guys, if you guys both um, send me your Google Analytics logins, uh-huh. Or, or you'll ha- you'll have to do it yourselves if you're not comfortable with that. You there, Jane? Oh, you guys still there? Sorry. Yeah, oh, yeah, there you are. <laughs> we found yeah. lost you. <laughs> no, no, my the phone was ringing. Um, yeah. So, oh. what, what, uh, if you guys, uh. I'll install the software for you, okay? Because you're on support contracts, we have a license for some software that takes care of that stuff. Okay, I okay. see it there living at the bottom. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So then all I have to do is click OK, and then yeah, and I, I don't see it, it ever again. That's right. I think we've got it set for six months or a year. I can't remember. Okay. Okay. okay um, I'll, I'll set that up on your sites, on both yeah. your sites. And okay. Okay. You need my Google, the Google Analytics. Yeah. So what? Uh, instead of giving me your Google account, what you'll see is, and, and I'll send you a screenshot. Um, what you have to do is, in in one of the the software, you you have to basically um, uh, put your connect, number. The connect. That's right. Connect the software with your Google Analytics account, because what's happening in the background is it's changing the settings the tracking settings for your Google Analytics to support that GDPR stuff. Okay. Okay? Yeah. And, of course, as, as, yeah, as long as you're a member, obviously you get to use the software that, <laughs> that, okay. that takes care of this because Fantastic. we have a developer with it. Okay? That's so easy. Yeah. And, yeah. It, you know, it just feels good. Yep. Yeah. 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 So if if you want to do this yourself, this is a classic example of what we were just talking about, right, Melody? Yeah. So if, if you want to do this yourself, you have to go buy a piece of software that I think is like uh, individually is like a hundred and some dollars. But I have a developer's license that we can use on as many sites as we want. All right. Okay. So. so you can go to the. You can go buy it yourself. I'll give you my affiliate link, and do it yourself and figure it out. Or you've got a support contract with us, so it just gets done on your behalf. Well, nothing wrong with giving that link anyway, because I have other sites as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. That's Even though fine. I want I'll you give... to do it on my Hollywood Business School. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. I'll send it to you. So then I need to make sure that I've got my Google Analytics login. So here yep. we are. Looks like I might actually know where it is. Yeah. This so is I'll, let, I'll let you, yeah, I'll send you the sc- screenshot. Basically, 
you, when you're when it's installed, there's just a screen that says, uh, you know, connect to your Google Analytics account. And you click the button, it'll ask you to log in, and then you pick which site you're on, and then that's, you click authorize, and it's done. Okay. 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 And this, is this the option where we're doing it ourselves? No, this is your helping us. No, no, we're... Yeah, we're, I'm helping you. It'll be all set up and installed. The only thing that mm -hmm. you have to do is is authorize uh, the, the Google Analytics uh, portion of it, connecting the software to your Google Analytics account. And all I'm saying is I'd like you to do that so you don't have to give us your Google account login details. Okay. Because I, I don't want your Google uh, logins because it gives me access to all sorts of stuff. Right, I don't want to be responsible for that. Exactly, like that's you, all I am. Yeah, yeah, I'd like you guys to be, you know, have your Google log, and not me. Okay, <laughs> that's great, James, and I'm glad yeah. both of you are so knowledgeable. Um, if if you get stuck, I'll walk you through it, Carol. So just don't, don't. If okay. you get stuck, just let me know, okay. and I'll, I, I'll do it live on the screen with you. Okay. Yeah, I've got an account ID, I've got a password, and then I've got these um, tracking IDs and these long scripts for my website, three websites. Yeah, so it's the, tra it's the tracking ID that, that, that is needed. But oh, it, it no, comes I'm going to get going yeah. now. I'm, I'm yeah, going to okay, get going, no but thank you so much, yeah. okay? okay? I recorded this too, so okay. thank you. I'll try and get it on. Yeah. So I'll send it to you, Carol, and if you have okay. trouble, just let me know and, and we'll do a screenshot, okay? Okay, yep. Not sure. Okay? Okay, yep, thank cool. you. No problem. i gotta, I got to log off now. Okay, it's that's after fine. Two. Yep, and, okay. And uh, you're all taken care of, okay? Perfect. Yep, thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.